Tampa Bay Lightning have jumped out to a 2-0 lead on the Toronto Maple Leafs. 7.02 left in the first period of game one of that series. Start of the second period, Rangers up 2-0 on the Devils. Tarasenko and Kreider, first period goals for the Rangers. Kreider coming on the power play later, starting in about an hour and a half. We got the Jets at the Golden Knights. And then in a couple hours, the Tentacles in the playoffs for the first time ever. Kraken at Avalanche. The Edmonton Oilers back at it tomorrow. Right here on 6.30, Chet, with the face-off show at 6 o'clock. Game again starting around 8.20. Game two against the Kings as what else is new? The Edmonton Oilers have lost the first game of a playoff series and uh, a crusher last night. They uh, appeared to be in control against the Los Angeles Kings who tied it late and then won it in overtime. Okay, so a lot of storylines out of that game, which we are going to discuss tonight. Uh, we got uh, segments coming up with Luke Gazdick and Kelly Rudy as well, our two regulars on the show. Luke Gazdick is in town. He's going to be part of the uh, autograph festivities in uh, one of the fan areas tomorrow leading into the game. So Luke and I actually sat down and taped it. Uh, we met downtown and taped it this afternoon. He'll have some good thoughts on, on that game and also uh, some reflections on living with Connor McDavid when McDavid was a rookie, but that's coming up a little bit later on. I also want to let you know, 630 Chad wants to send one lucky Oilers super fan and a guest to game two of the playoffs tomorrow. We want to hear all about this super fan in your life, why they should be at game two, Oilers and Kings. Nominate yourself or someone you know who bleeds oiler, uh, who bleeds orange and blue, that should say. We'll announce the winner during Chelsea on Ched on Wednesday. So uh, there you go. That's pretty cool. Go to the contest page on 630ched.com, the Oilers Super Fan Contest. Nominate somebody to try to get tickets to tomorrow's game. So we, uh, here's the thing. The Oilers were pretty good most of the night, but they didn't win, and you got to get the victory. We'll start in net, and Stuart Skinner made his very first NHL playoff start and not overly happy with how he played. Yeah, I thought I was pretty average. Um, it was, I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I know I have a lot better to do. Um, and that's very exciting. Now Kempe, a backhander scores, and just like that, LA's right back in this game. Off the draw, shot, score, Kempe. And right off the draw, the Kings are back in the game. Puck pried out of traffic, went right to Kempe in the right circle, and he beats Skinner blocker side. Obviously made a nice backhand shot. Uh, I think it went off a stick, and uh, it was a hard read for me. Uh, but, I mean, that's a goal that I should have. Second one, it was a nice shot. But, I mean, at the same time, I know I can make those saves. So, um, obviously, Kempe's a great player. He's... He knows how to score goals. He knows how to make plays. He's uh, He's got great vision out there. So props to him for being able to make those shots, uh, especially in, at that time of the game. But now I know, you know, I'm going to do my best to not let that happen again. 25 seconds to play. 3-2 Edmonton. Arvidsson give and go left circle. Dishes back door. Save Skinner. Rebound poked in. And this game is tied. Yeah, I got a, I got a pretty good chunk of the puck there. Just kind of squeaked through. And um, they had two guys at the net. At the net. I mean, six on four, it's tough to defend. But, you know. Stuff like that happens in the playoffs, and it's just how you uh, respond. Gives it back to the Kings captain. Dowdy in the high slot. Kopitar left circle. In front. What timer score? I have follow. Set up by Arvidsson, and 
three in overtime. Uh, I think it's great that I was able to, you know, get my first game. Um, I think it's good that I got my first loss. Um, being able to kind of know how that feels like, uh, being able to know how just a playoff game feels like. I mean, all the fans, all the excitement, all the nerves. Uh, it's just so much fun and a uh, great learning experience for me. That is Stuart Skinner reflecting on some of the big moments, the goals against last night against the Los Angeles Kings. I, I found Skinner very interesting to listen to throughout the season. And even today, talking to him, he's very honest with his answers. He's not afraid to reveal a little bit about himself and how his mind works and how he deals with playing a very high-pressure position in the National Hockey League. And... If you've listened to me at all over the years, if you're a longtime listener, especially thank you, then you know that I find the mental side of the game extremely interesting. And I also find it extremely important. That That's my take. That's my belief. Maybe some people don't believe that. That's fine. But that's that's what I believe. And I uh, we, we talk about that a lot. I ask a lot of questions about it. And I, I enjoy hearing answers about it. And I thought it was really interesting listening to Skinner today. He said, I know I have a lot better to do, and that's very exciting. And uh, I, I, I thought that was, that's an interesting angle, to put, angle to, to put on it, to look at it from. I know I have a lot better to do, and that's very exciting. Instead of saying, I know I have a lot better to do, and I'm disappointed I didn't do it, or saying, I know I can be a lot better, and I have to work to get there, which Skinner will do, he said, I know I can be better, and that's exciting. So instead of wallowing in maybe what he's described as a as a pretty average game, and I didn't think Stuart Skinner was bad last night. Did I think the other guy made some bigger saves? Yeah. The other guy probably had more opportunity to make bigger saves as well. But it's instead of sort of sounding like he's wallowing in it or trying to, to figure it out or well, what am I going to do in the meantime, Skinner said, I know I can be better, which I think I would think most of us would agree with that. I know I can be better and that's exciting and I thought what what a great way to look at it I know I can be better and I'm excited about the opportunity to do that and probably do it and he also said and this I, I almost found this jarring when he said it in the scrum today with the assembled media he said it's good I got my first loss is now I know what it feels like and again, I thought that was really interesting. And I suppose if, if you're going to be an NHL goaltender for a long time, and Skinner wants to be, and he's looking like maybe he can be, you're going you're gonna to suffer some crushing losses around the way. And even if you're a really good goaltender and a really good goaltender in the playoffs, you are going to lose playoff games. So his attitude isn't, oh, my God, I lost a game. This is terrible. His attitude is, all right, well, I, the first loss is out of the way. It'll never happen again. And I thought that's such a great way to look at it. I, he will never have to experience his first loss in the playoffs again. He knows what it feels like to lose a playoff game. And as he said, it's going to be a great learning experience. Now, again, I'm trying to be optimistic about this as well. I'm sure there are some cynics out there in the audience thinking, whatever, Reed, we, we know Stuart Skinner can say intelligent things and talk a good game. He has to go out there and do it. Fair enough. I, I can't argue with that. He has to go out and execute. But I do think he's gone out there and executed more often than not this season. And I think it's his mental approach and comments like he made today and thoughts like he shared today that have allowed him to do that. Happy to hear from you, of course, uh, on Stuart Skinner or your, uh, your own process. Uh, now, what about... Uh, 
18 or 19 hours later over this loss. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, inside sports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter. You can send me a DM there. It is at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. We had uh, a variety of calls last night, in- including a-, a caller who suggested that perhaps it's time to trade uh Connor McDavid, Mark Spector from Sportsnet actually uh, structured a column around that uh, call today, which I was kind of surprised and flattered that he did that. Uh, I also had a, uh, a colleague in the media come up to me today and say, why did you not give it to that guy when he called in and suggested McDavid would get traded? Uh, traded? To which I uh, just politely said, well, I didn't think that was appropriate, but really in my mind I was thinking to myself, get your mouth off my show, buddy! but I didn't say that. Um, but uh, one thing last night, I said on overtime open line, and those of you who listened will probably remember this because I was, well, in my mind, quite strict about it. We are not going to be crybabies about the officials. And I said, if anybody called in about the referees, they would immediately be hung up on. I will not enforce that rule tonight. So you can talk about whatever you want, including the referees, I just don't think the referees cost the Oilers that game. I thought Vinny DeHarnay was guilty of a trip on that play. He was a beaten and desperate player who flailed with his stick and knocked the guy down. Who and, he, and you know, I talked to somebody with the Oilers today who said that broken stick had no impact on the play. That was a trip by DeHarnay anyway, and uh, we got to handle handle those little situations better than that and, and again the orders were shorthanded six times that is too many especially against a team has a pretty good power play not as good as the Oilers but they were fourth in the regular season and they went two for six and the Oilers went one for three the Kings went two for six so the percentage was the, was the same it just t- turned out to be the quantity of power play opportunities that uh, ultimately made the difference for the Kings to tie it up and and to to get the winning goal so I I won't shut down that talk tonight I won't let you go on and on. Hopefully there are other things to talk about. I, I just think there are are, are way more um, important things to talk about than just saying, well, they lost, so let's try to blame the refs. I, I don't think that was a factor. You can always find things that, that, you know, that could have been called or were close. Absolutely. But I here and here's another thing I think we have seen the Oilers play pretty well for the last, especially the last half of the season, and then we know what happened since March 1st, going 18-2 and one to finish out the regular season. There were some games in there that probably weren't officiated very well. You know, I I think the Oilers are at a stage in their development as a team, and with the experience that they they have, that okay, there might be bad calls. Play through it. You know, it it. You should be good enough that it doesn't come down to that. And, and again, I don't think there, those were bad calls tonight, uh, last night. It's, I mean, especially the cross check on Bouchard that set up the tying goal. That's an obvious cross check to the face. You know, I, I get it. You could perhaps m- make an argument on the DeHarnay play, though I still think it was a trip. And I think if McDavid had beaten a falling defenseman who flailed back with his stick and got knocked off balance, you would want that call. So, you know, I I will allow you to talk about it tonight. I won't be quite a uh, poopy pants about it like I was last night, but I I do think there are are many things higher on the list that we can discuss. 780-496-0063. I believe we got a couple guys calling in already. We'll get to you after the break. Inside Sports on Chet. 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, Kucherov with a bullet of a goal with three and a half seconds left in the first period. So the Lightning leading the Maple Leafs 3-0 after one. We'll keep you updated on that one. Oilers uh, optional skate today. A lot of the high ice time guys didn't go onto the ice, so uh, meetings, and then some of them came out and talked to uh, us weirdos in the media. We have uh, Robbie on the line, 780-496-0063. Hey, Robbie, go ahead. Hey, um, you know what? The Oilers didn't do that bad. They just played like uh, the way I watched the hockey game. I went to the bar, I watched the game, I started talking to people, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> All those penalties didn't help, you know, and in the end, we were expected to win, like, all the way past overtime. And then when things didn't work out, that's the way it goes, man. Like, what do you do, you know? You can't blame the Oilers. That guy that called in about Connor McDavid, well, we both know how we feel about that guy. Connor McDavid was not supposed to do anything that game because their game was built around shutting him down and we were supposed to find extra resources and the Oilers. And um, they were doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah appreciate Yeah, thanks, Robbie. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, well, it sounds like you had a fun night, uh, <laughs> even, if you, even if you missed part of the game. I, I, again, I, I, I will talk about this. Uh, Rob and I talked about it. Gazdick and, and Kelly Rudy are coming on later. They, they played a good 40 minutes. The, the Kings did not go away. Uh, and I'm going to get to a clip from Todd McClellan a little bit later on, which I thought was really interesting. And, and Todd's a good coach. I mean, I think Woody's a good coach too, and they're going head-to-head here. Um, key moments, right, especially in the third period. It is sometimes, and I, I, as you guys know, I, I expect games to be close. Regular season playoffs, I expect games to be close. So what are you going to do to swing it in your favor or not allow the other team an opportunity to uh, to get back in it? And, and I think, A, the Kings didn't go away, so they get credit. And then the Oilers, with with some penalties and a couple other perhaps minor mistakes, didn't quite finish as strongly as they would have liked. We got Rob on the line as well. Hey, Rob, go ahead. Hey, Rob. Hey. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Good. Uh, just a couple of quick things. The uh, I thought the refing was actually pretty good. Uh, anyone that talks about it not being must have missed the first period where they actually called the two consecutive on the <laughs> That's a good Kings, point. right? So, yeah. um, and I think the overtime one, you know, maybe they're sending a message, and it was consistent around the league actually that they're not putting the whistles away in overtime this year. So. To me, it was a legit penalty that most people wouldn't like to see. Um, and just on Skinner, you know, we shouldn't be getting too riled up about that. I thought he had a pretty good game, uh, maybe one late goal. But really, the, the goals that mattered, the Oilers weren't clear in the front of the net again. So, like you said, 40 good minutes, I'd even give them a 50. Uh, the 10 that mattered, they, they went back to some bad habits, and hopefully they learned from it. Yeah, I appreciate that, Rob. Uh the six on four, you know, probably tough to clear the front of the net just because you're uh, you're outnumbered. I mean, I know the puck kind of sat there. Ekholm was on the w- one side of Skinner. I think Nurse was on on the other side, so they're trying to take away other things. So it would have been tough for them to 
to get to that puck. The, the second goal, kind of a weird face-off play. I think it was Hyman and both Ekholm kind of had chances at the puck and, and didn't get it out. The Kings made him pay. So, yeah, it's just just those little things. Now, look, I think we got to acknowledge, too, it's, it's not as if it was a clean game by the Kings. I mean, how many second-chance opportunities did Edmonton have, especially in the first period and parts of the second, where the Kings got the puck to the blue line but not out, and the Oilers kept coming in. And that's another thing. There were chances in that game for the Oilers to go up 3-0. After Bouchard got the power play goal, still in the first, some chances in the second period. The Yanmark shorthanded two-on-one that turned into a breakaway because they just backed off of Yanmark and, and to cover McDavid. And then even when it's uh, when it's three-two with about four minutes left, Fogel made a great play out of the corner and couldn't beat Corpusallo. So it's, you know some of those were as well. Corpusallo made the saves that didn't allow the Oilers to extend at the key time. Chris is up next on the open line. Chris, uh, just hang through the news and weather, man. We're getting to you.